Hello, my name is Jordan Tardo, and I'm the lead pastor at Experience Church. I'd like to take a moment and just say thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast today. I hope this message blesses you. I hope it encourages you. I hope it strengthens you for what God has called you to today. We're in this series about relationships, and last week I talked about sharing is caring, and what I've been doing in this series, and I said it last week and I'll say it every week, uh, we're talking about relationships. I don't want you to think that I think that I'm some relationship guru. I'll be the first to admit I am not a relationship guru. I do not get it all right all the time. I get it right a lot of times. That's a joke, okay? You're like, wait, is he serious? He's like, no, that is a joke. I don't get it right often. Ashley and I, we've been married almost 10 years. Many of you have been married much longer than us, and we're learning from you, and we're gleaning from you. And so this is not a me get up here and say, hey, this is the way we do it. You should do it. That is not it at all. This is what we're doing is as we really have been, I have been kind of evaluating relationships of people that have been married and been together for many, many years uh, really, what, there's some key things that I've noticed that all of them have in common. And so if we really want to have healthy, long-lasting relationships, we need to be a part of having these in our relationships as well. Okay, so that's kind of what this is, talking about different secrets or keys to healthy, long relationships. That being said as well, if you're single in the room or online, don't check out. Uh, these really, every key that we're talking about, every thought uh, really is for any relationship in your life. It can be for your coworkers. It could be uh, towards your spouse. It could be towards your kids. It could be towards your parents. It could be towards uh, your friends. It could be towards whoever in your life that you have a relationship with. And so what we're doing is we're not just saying, oh, this is for married folk and this is a married conference. No, this is for all relationships. God desires for us to have healthy relationships in all of our lives. Amen. I want to start in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 16 and verse 14. It says, let all that you do be done in love. Let all that you do be done in love. Let all that you do be done in love. Let everything that we do with all the relationships that we have, let it be done in love. Let everything, the way that we relate, the way that we talk, the way that we act, the way that we speak, let everything that we do be done in love. The scripture says in Proverbs chapter 24 and verse 30, I walked by a field of a lazy person, the vineyard of one with no common sense. I saw that it was overgrown with nettles and it was covered with weeds and its walls were broken down. Then as I looked and thought about it, I learned this lesson, a little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. So he's walking along and he says, I noticed this vineyard, this, this, this area has been just destroyed and overcome or overwhelmed with weeds. And I noticed that the walls have been breaking down. He says, this person who owned this, he called a lazy person. Now you're like, what in the world does this have to do with relationships? I'm glad you asked. See, here's the thing. If we're not careful, what we can do is we can let weeds in our lives, in our relationships, in our hearts, cause us to begin to stunt the growth of our relationships. What are the purpose of weeds? What do weeds really do? Weeds, what they really do is they steal nutrients and they steal water from the plants to stunt the growth of the plant. And so it's the same thing with you and I in our relationships. If we're not careful, we can let weeds into our heart 
that can cause us to stunt our relationship. So here's what we do. Oh, we've been married for 10 years. Or, oh, we've been married for 20 years. Or, oh, we've been married for 30 years. Oh, we've been friends for 10. Or oh, we, we, we've been married for so long. I've been friends for so long. I've been working for so long with this person that what we can do is we can just slowly let weeds grow up in our heart and we don't even realize that it's stunning our growth relationally. And God desires for us to continue to grow closer to one another. And I love that the story here in the scripture, he says it's a lazy per person that owns it. It's someone who's lazy if we're not willing to say, okay, let me evaluate my life and my heart and see, are there weeds in my relationship? We would be lazy not to do so. And in fact, what would happen was weeds would grow and then not only weeds would grow, the scripture says that the walls were falling down. Next thing you know, the walls in our heart towards one another start to fall. Next thing you know, we're doing things and saying things and acting ways we never thought we would in our relationships. And so it's important that we would evaluate, evaluate the weeds in our hearts. The title of my message, if you're taking notes today, is we gotta be self-aware to self-improve. Self-aware to self-improve. The question we have to ask ourselves as we evaluate our relationships is this, where are the weeds? And then not where are the, just, not just where are the weeds, what are the weeds? in my life. And I love this because we can't just get set back a little folding of the hands, a little just chilling and our relationship's fine and oh, we'll be good. And no, that's where it comes in where it's lazy and that's where the weeds begin to grow. And so I want to talk to you today about some weeds that can grow in our relationships that we need to be self-aware about. Now, I will say this, I put self-aware self to self-improve because we can't just be self-aware. We can't just say, oh, yeah, yeah, I know I'm negative. Well, what are you doing about it? I'm just negative. Oh, yeah, 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 I know I get angry. Oh, yeah, I just get angry. I just blow up. I know, that's me. Well, what are you doing about it? Well, no, that's just me. Well, that's great that you're self-aware that you do that, but it can't just stop at self-aware. Yeah, that's a major part of it, but then there's also the part of, okay, now we need to self-improve. And so we're gonna talk about these today. Scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 4, love chapter, everybody knows it, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, and it always perseveres. From this text, the scripture talks about what love is, and from this, I see some weeds that we need to be careful of and we need to evaluate in our lives, do we have those? The first one, I love it. He says, love is patient, love is kind, and it does not envy. Love is patient, love is kind, and it does not envy. Love is patient, love is kind, and it does not envy. A weed that we need to be careful of in our relationships is being snappy. Yes, I said snappy. Y'all know when you're impatient, I love it says love is patient and love is kind. Why? Because y'all know when you ain't patient, you ain't kind. Y'all know when you're impatient, you, be, you, you, you turn into a different human. Some of y'all, when you're waiting for your food, it's weird. Like you're not even, you're not even a huge, it's crazy. That being said, it's, we need to be careful of being snappy towards one another in our relationships. It's interesting because oftentimes what we do is we think, oh, well, no, that's just the way I feel. Oh, oh, I just, I'm just, I'm being impatient because you're taking too long. And so I can respond this way because of what you're doing. No, 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 we're not responsible for what someone else does. We're responsible for us. 
And I want to be self-aware. Am I being snappy? When, I'm, when, when someone frustrates me and causes me to become impatient, or am I responding with kindness? You know what's interesting? Oftentimes, human nature, we're the least kind to the people we're closest to. To the people we're closest to in our homes, oftentimes, I would go a step further. We're the meanest. Just the other day, I was in the gym. Yes, I go to the gym. I know you can't tell, but yes, I do. Okay, I was in the gym, and no kidding, true story, this college student, he's, boy, he's working out next to me, and he's doing his thing, working out, and, and I hear him, he gets on the phone, and he starts to, to, to be aggressive towards his mom on the phone. He's talking aggressively, saying that you need to do this, or whatever, whatever he was saying, he's being aggressive. And he, he's literally like aggressively talking to his mother on the phone in the gym. It was interesting because as soon as he hung up the phone, true story, this really happened. God must have knew I was preaching on this this weekend. I'm sitting next to him. I'm lifting. You know, I got like, you know, 100 pounds on each side. You know what I'm saying? On my dumbbells. Now, why would you laugh at that? All the jokes I tell, and that's the one you're going to laugh at. And no kidding, true story. As soon as he hangs up his phone, one of his bros walks up that I guess goes to the same college as him or whatever that he knew, walks up to him and his whole demeanor changed in like a half of a second. He goes from like yelling on the phone. He hangs up, he's like, oh, what's up, bro? What's going on? Yeah, and they're laughing and cutting up and saying all this stuff. And it's so interesting that the people in our home oftentimes get the worst version of us. That's not love. I'll say it again. That's not love. Like, oh, well, that's because they know me the best so I can be myself. Oh, uh, no, you need to be self-improving in your life. It's so important that we understand this, that we don't, we don't want to just be snappy. We don't want to just be spiteful and aggressive. We want to be people that say, okay, I want to make sure I'm responding. If I'm feeling impatient or whatever it may be, I'm going to walk in kindness towards those that I truly care about. Kindness is not kindness when we feel like it. Kindness is not kindness when we feel like being kind. Okay, yes, that's probably in a Dr. Seuss book somewhere. <laughs> kindness is not kindness when we feel like being kind. Kindness is even when you make me go, ah, I'm gonna choose to be kind. I'm gonna choose my words wisely. I'm gonna be kind towards you. Why? Because I wanna show you love. Why? Because in the end, I care about you. And the way I respond shows you how I care about you. Does that make sense? Love is patient, love is kind, love is not envy. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse four, it says, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not boast, it is not proud. It's the, the, the thought process of being superior. It's a weed, being superior. Now, when I say superior, not necessarily all the time in our relationships do we think we're better than. Now, some of us in our workplaces, we got the thought process we think we're better than, okay? So that may be a prideful situation, but I'm more talking about with those that we're close with, it's the superior thought process of it's not just that I, I think I'm better than you, but I value myself above you. I value myself and my needs above you. Philippians chapter two and verse three says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. 
in humility, not in pride. Pride is I'm gonna value myself above you. In humility, what I'm gonna do is I wanna value you more than I value me. I wanna value your feelings more than I wanna value my feelings. I wanna value your needs above what my valuing my needs. See, the problem is when we put feelings and heart in, in the situation, we oftentimes go inward and we wanna be valued. And so until you value me, I'm not gonna value you. Until you value me the way that I want to be valued, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna value. And that's the superior weed. We gotta be careful because the, that weed can begin to create hard hearts in our lives. And so what happens is it can create distance all because we're choosing to value ourselves above the other. Does that make sense? 1 Corinthians 13, five. It does not dishonor others. It does not dishonor others. I think an incredible weed and it's not incredible, but I think a large weed in our culture and our relationships that oftentimes we don't talk about is sarcasm. We are the most sarcastic culture in society, uh, maybe that ever existed, but we are so sarcastic. It's interesting because if you put on any TV show, you put on any movie, everybody's sarcastic towards one another. The friends are sarcastic towards their friends. The wife is sarcastic to the husband. The husband's sarcastic to the wife. The children are sarcastic to the parents. The parents are sarcastic to the children. Everybody's sarcastic to everybody. Now, here's the problem about when everybody's sarcastic. It's interesting because like, oh, we're just joking. Oh, we're just, that's the, that's the way our family relates. Well, the problem about that is those quick remarks that we're just cutting up about, the problem is quick remarks can leave lasting roots. Because everybody knows that in every joke, there's a little bit of, see? See, so what you did say, you did mean. Yeah, you did. And so here's the thing. We have to be careful of always just being sarcastic with one another. Why? Because it's dishonoring. And, and if you're, you are married in a room and you do have children, I would encourage you to make sure that your, your, your children don't see you just being sarcastic to your spouse all the time. Why? Because it's dishonoring. It's teaching them to dishonor others. And I'm, I'm, I, am I saying you can't enjoy and have fun and laugh? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying, though, is these quick jabs. What we do is we're sarcastic and it's just quick jabs. The problem is you can only be jabbed so much before you start bleeding. You punch me in the face enough, guess what? This brother's gonna swell up and bleed. Probably just one punch. <laughs> I'm saying, it doesn't matter. Forget it. I'm not a fighter, I'm a lover. <laughs> I didn't say that in the first service. Let's move. And so it's important that we would be careful and wise in what we say to one another. Why? Because the scripture says we all know it. The tongue has the power to speak life or death. And whether you realize it or not, being sarcastic can speak death over your relationship or into that person's heart. And again, if our hearts start to get hardened, there's only a matter of time where we start to distance ourselves in that relationship. So we have to be careful. We should be speaking life into one another and we should speak love into one another. And another way we're talking about dishonoring is through gossip. Gossip is one of the greatest ways to dishonor other people. And I'll say this. Honoring people, I'm sure you've probably heard the phrase, a lot of people say, you know, like, honor is not honor until it's spoken out loud. And that's true. Like, it's important to honor your spouse out loud. 
It's important to honor your friends out loud. It's important to honor your boss out loud. It's important to honor your, your, your coworkers and your, your employees out loud. It's important to honor your children out loud. It's important to honor your parents out loud. It's important to say those things, yes. But it's not just saying those things in front of them because that's not really honor. It is, but honor is really when you get in private, not in public, and what you say about that person is going to honor them or dishonor them. You can say whatever you want in front of me. You can come to me and say, man, Jordan, you're the greatest person on the planet. Thanks, appreciate that. That might be honoring me for a moment, but then if you get home and you talk about all the negative things about me that you don't like, guess what? You dishonored me. It, it takes away the honor by dishonoring. And so we have to be careful because this is what we do. We'll get around people that are our friends and we'll start talking neg negatively, negatively excuse me, about our spouse. You're dishonoring your spouse. Or we'll talk negatively about our boss. You're dishonoring. Oh, well, he doesn't know I'm saying that or she doesn't know I'm saying that. That doesn't matter. It's still dishonoring because we're speaking life or death over that situation. It doesn't have to be life or death. For the, they, they don't have to be there for it to be life or death. Does that make sense? I want when people get around me, and this is true for those that know me, you're never gonna hear me say something negative about Ashley. If I have an issue with Ashley, I'm gonna talk to Ashley. I'm not gonna talk to you. Why? Because that's dishonoring her. And it's the same thing with our friends. It's the same thing with our coworkers. It's the same thing with our employers or employees. We should be people, if we have an issue with one another, it should be even with each other in our small groups. If we have issues, we should talk to each other we shouldn't be talking to somebody else. Why? Because that's dishonoring. And that's not love. The Bible says love does not dishonor. Does that make sense? First Corinthians chapter 13 and verse five, it says, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily provoked. It, does, it keeps no records of wrongs. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily provoked. And it keeps no record of of wrong. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily provoked, and it keeps no records of wrongs. One of the weeds that we have to be careful of in our relationships is, is being sensitive, oversensitive. Being sensitive to our feelings is good, but if we're oversensitive, here's what happens. We're easily provoked. Here's what happens. We start to self-seek. We start to care about self more than we care about someone else. We start to care about our interests more than someone else's. And we have to be careful because here's what happens. When we become oversensitive, one of two things happens. One, we get offended. Or two, we get angry. We become oversensitive, one of two things happens. We either get offended or we get angry. Or we do both. We get offended and angry. Come on, somebody. You get, the double, you get the double whopper. You know what I'm saying? And so we have to be careful. This is a weed because here's what can happen is we can be, someone can be sharing, like we talked about last week, one of their frustrations about something that we're, we're walking through, we're doing. And what can happen is we get, we get our feelings hurt because our feelings are involved in it and we become oversensitive. Now we, we want to blow up or now we want to shut down. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Or oh, you, you always do this or you never do that. And we just, next thing you know, we're, we're, we're attacking one another because our feelings have been hurt because we've been oversensitive. Here's the thing about relationships, okay? Let me just give you a, a, a clue or a peek into relationships. God gives us relationships. God gives us healthy, godly relationships to help us see our flaws, okay? 
Nobody knew what I was going to say, but please, I was hoping you were going to know, but nobody did, I guess. God gives us healthy, godly relationships. And I'm not just talking about boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. I'm talking about God gives us godly relationships to help us see our blind spots. Everybody on the planet, we have blind spots. Blind spots, if you don't know, is areas in our lives, you know, when you're driving, it's like that one little area you can't see and you're like, oh, I'm good. You know, that's what happens. It's the same thing in life. There are little areas in our lives that, that we don't see and God brings healthy relationships into our lives to help expose us to see those blind spots in our lives. Here's the problem. When we oftentimes hear from someone else about a blind spot, we're oversensitive and we either get offended or we blow up and get angry. The problem about that, because and this is why it's a weed, when we respond that way, we never grow. So now we'll use excuses like, well, that's just who I am. Oh, well, that's just my personality. Oh, well, we've been married for this long. We've been, we've been married for 25 years and that's just the way we treat each other. Well, here's what happens. Yeah, that's great. We're self-aware and we know, but God wants us to continue to self-improve. And so we have to be careful that we can't always be so sensitive when someone comes to us in love. Spouses, in love. Not, oh, you did that, 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 that. That's not love. That's you being angry. Love is, hey, this is something that I've noticed it's going on. And hey, can we have a conversation? And I would encourage you, if you have godly relationships in your life, a spouse, a friend, a coworker, whatever it may be, I would ask them, hey, what are some blind spots that you see in my life? If you're an employee, employee, I would encourage you, you should ask your boss. What are some blind spots that you see in my life? Why? because it's so valuable in how we continue to grow and God puts those relationships in our lives. The problem is nobody wants to see blind spots because then we gotta go to work. And nobody wants to work on their relationship, why? Because we all like to be lazy. Well, the problem about being lazy is here come the weeds. From the weeds, the growth stops. From the growth stopping, our hearts get cold and hard. From our hearts getting cold and hard, we start to distance ourselves and we never be the people God's called us to be. What are the blind spots in your life? Don't get so hurt or so angry that you're unable to hear someone that truly cares about you, a blind spot that they see in your life. I'll say it this way. It's a great test in your heart. If you're not able to be critiqued in your life, without you feeling like it's attacking your character, something in your heart is off. When I get critiqued, oftentimes, this is what happens to me. When I get critiqued, oftentimes, I immediately take it personal and it's about me as a human. But that's not what your spouse or your friend's doing. They're not saying you're a horrible spouse. They're not saying you're a horrible employee. They're not saying you're a horrible friend. They're saying, hey, this is something I've noticed that you could work on to be a better spouse or a better employee or a better friend. And so we can't take it as it's attacking our character and they just think, oh, we're horrible people. No, we're trying to continue to grow together to be the people God has created us to be. Does that make sense? And so we can't be oversensitive. It's a weed that can grow in our lives that can cause us to, to miss the growth relationally that God wants for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 6, it says, Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. One of the greatest 
largest weeds in our culture and society is secrets. I love that it says it rejoices in truth. Listen, if you are in a relationship with a spouse, there should be no secrets. There should be nothing, there's no hiding, there's no, oh, that's my phone, or oh, that's my emails, or oh, that's my bank account. There's no hiding, why? Because if we're hiding something, something probably in our lives is not as healthy as it should be. And so we live in a culture and a society where it's like, no, 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 that's my stuff and that's your stuff and she doesn't touch my stuff and he doesn't touch my stuff and so we're good. And again, I just don't agree with that. Why? Because the Bible says that love rejoices in the truth. There is no hiding. It's open. It's, it, we're vulnerable with each other and we're walking together to continue to grow and be the people God has called us to be. I was talking with somebody the other day and I, we, we were looking at something online uh, for a computer, something about a computer. And I, I was like, oh, hey, uh, do you still have that link that you can send me about that computer? And they were like, oh, you know what? I don't know if I still have it. I, 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 can't, I don't know if I'll have to look for it. And I was like, well, wh- why wouldn't you just look in your history? Wouldn't it be in your history? And they were like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, it'll just be in my history. And I said, let me tell you something. If it ain't any history, if you hide in your history, something ain't right. If we hide in our history, let me say something. I don't have to hide. I don't have to hit X, delete, or clear on um, I'm looking for a computer. I do have to hit X or clear if I'm going to sites that I don't want other people seeing me go to sites on. Or if I'm chatting with somebody that I ain't supposed to be chatting with. And so here's the thing for all of us, again, and I, I, I want to encourage you in a, if you're in a marriage relationship, there should be no secrets. I'll go this, this route. In a marriage relationship, secrets make or break your relationship. They make them because there should be secrets between you and, and her or you and him where you're growing together and you're intimately having conversations that nobody else knows. That's secrets. But it shouldn't be where you're hiding stuff from one another. Why? Because now you're one. And if you're one, you don't hide something from one because you're one. If you're not married in the room, I would encourage you to have godly friends in your life that you can say that we're connecting with and they know my life. They, they, there's no secrets. They know my life. Why? Because secrets are a weed that will cause us to emotionally and mentally check out. And it'll cause us to distance ourselves. And so it's important that we say, okay, let's get the weed killer out. What's the weed killer? Bringing things to the light. Being honest with one another and continuing to say, I want to self-improve. I want to I be self-aware to self-improve because I desire to continue to love the person that I'm talking with and in relationship with. Scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 7, I'm closing. Scripture says, love bears all things. It believes all things. It hopes all things and it endures all things. Love bears all things. It hopes all things. It believes all things and it endures all things. Really the weed and the last weed in a relationship that we need to be careful of is stopping, quitting, giving up on the relationship. It's not worth it. They'll never change. We've fallen out of love. It's just never going to work. We're just two different people. It's just, it is what it is. And I love that the scripture talks about it lo- bear, love bears all. It endures all. It hopes all things. I love that it says all. Now, I will say this, and I say this every time I talk about this type of relationship, I will say this. We're not talking up here about an abusive relationship. If you're in an abusive relationship, I would tell you not just, not just to, to leave, but to run. 
And, and we will help you as a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a church. We'll help you in that relationship. We will make sure that you have somewhere to live. We'll make sure you have, you have, you have food for you and your children. We'll, we'll make sure. We're not talking about abusive relationships. What we're talking about is I've just quit in my heart because it's just, it always is what it is. It'll always be this way. But no, the concept of this is God doesn't want us to, he wants us to continue to love and bear all and endure all. Why? Because there's a health and there's a, there's a, a godliness to that relationship, even if you can't see it right now. And God desires for you to say, okay, I'm, not, I'm, I'm gonna continue to work on me. I love the scripture we read in the very beginning. It says, let all that you do be done in love. Everything that I'm doing in myself improving is for love for this person. Well, they don't love me or they're not treating me right or they're not saying the right things or they're not taking care of my needs. Again, here's the thing. Let's not necessarily worry so much about what someone else needs to improve on. And let's get back to the place of where God said in the scripture, let's take the plank out of our own eye before we take the log out of someone else's. And let's start working on self. And let's start saying, God, where are the weeds in my life? Let me tell you something. Oh, it's easy to see somebody else's weeds. Oh, I, I, I'll sit back. We could talk about weeds all day. I'll show you. you we, we talk for 20 minutes. I'll give you 20 weeds you need to work on right now. But then we talk for 20 minutes. I ain't giving you one. I got to work on. Come on, somebody. It's easy to see other people's weeds. And this is where we have to be careful because we can start to blame because we can see other weeds. And so we start to blame why our heart and our life is the way it is because of what someone else is doing. And that's not what being self-aware and to self-improve is. Being self-aware to self-improve says, okay, God, I wanna work on me. Where are the weeds in my heart in this relationship? Because let me tell you something, whether you think you do or not, you got a bunch of weeds. I'll say it again, whether you think you do or not, let me tell you something, sir, ma'am, you got a bunch of weeds. In fact, your garden all up overgrown. Mine is too. And this is why we have to say, I wanna get back to what love truly is. Love is, I wanna make sure that I'm being self-aware. I'm not just gonna get lazy and fold my hands and say the relationship's always been like this. No, I wanna get to the point of where I say, I'm in such love with this person, whether it's a spouse, a friend, a family member, a parent, a co I love this person the way Christ loves me, so much so that here's what I'm gonna do. I wanna self-improve. God, show me the weeds in my heart. Why is this relationship the way it is? Why is there tension? Why is it not as healthy as I desire to be? What in me can change? Because I'll tell you this, and I believe this. You got two people working on each other, on themselves, I mean. You got two people working on themselves. You're going to have a healthy relationship. You got two people that are not concerned about someone else working on them, and they're working on themselves. I promise you, you're going to have a healthy relationship. And I'm telling you, I've seen it with people who that have been married and in healthy relationships for a long time. One of the key secrets is I've, I've noticed is they're always self-improving. I had a conversation just the other day. It was incredible. Guy is in his 80s. He's been married for almost 60 years. He, and, I, and he said, man, he said, I just want to continue to learn to love her more. I want to learn to love her. I want to learn. I, I want to continue to. I'm like, man, you've been married 60 years. How much more can you love somebody? So I just want to learn. I'm just continuing to learn how to, how to love her more. 
as a culture and a society, we're taught, be yourself, do you. If they don't agree with you, don't worry about it. If, they, if, you, they, if you don't like it, just leave. But that's not love. Love is, I wanna be self-improving myself so that I can be a better version of me for them. I wanna lay my life down. I wanna lay my needs down. I wanna lay my heart down and put them first. And so how do I do that? I look inward and I say, what are the, need, what are the weeds in my heart that can help me continue to be the person that I desire to be? Let's remove the weeds. You want a healthy, long relationship. We gotta be people that are always constantly removing weeds. Cause y'all know you get the weed sprayer out at your house and you spray those weeds and on the bottle it says two years, no weeds. Y'all know they be lying. <laughs> you spray on your concrete literally a month later, here come the weeds. You don't say, oh man, well, it says two years, so I guess I'm just gonna wait and see if these things die. No, you get back out there, you spray the weeds again. It's the same thing with our relationships. We can't just say, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, we committed to doing that 20 years ago, and so we're good. No, no, we're constantly removing weeds because we desire to continue to self-improve because we wanna continue to show love to those people that we're in relationship with. Does that make sense? Would you stand with me as we pray today? God, I thank you so much.